Thanks for tuning in to Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. We're psychotherapists and the founders of Soul Shepherding, a ministry to pastors and all kinds of people. The Lord Jesus smiles to you. Come to me and I will give you rest for your soul. But maybe you're too busy or stressed. If so, not only are you missing God's peace, but also his power for loving and leading. So we're doing a series on rest. We're so glad you've joined our conversation with Christ, our master, soul shepherd, and friend. Thanks for letting me sleep in this morning, Bill. You deserve the rest. <laughs> uh, we could start our podcast recording a little later. Oh, thank you. And I do feel rested. And I, I really needed that. I really needed that rest. It was just a, a great gift to me. And I don't think I'm alone in that because we've been enjoying this series on rest. And you've said we've been getting more responses. Yeah, our listening audience has grown quite a bit during this rest series. We've had over uh, 2,500 downloads a week, a number of weeks. Well, you know, this is a, a topic that God knows we need rest, and we may know it, but we, we still need to be intentional with it. I do, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm still surprised how much. But, you know, rest isn't always restful. Yeah, and uh, Stephanie in Ohio was letting us know that. She's a church planner, and she wrote to us to say, I've been so encouraged by your podcast on rest and particularly the one on the pressure to please. We're a small church that we've planted, and I feel pressure to attend all the events. Mm. People will ask me, are you going to this? Or are you going to that? And oh, I, I so can't hard. do it all. Sometimes I need to say no. And That's right. So thanks for giving me permission to set a boundary and to rest and to enjoy God's love. Well, Stephanie, we're so glad that you're receiving that permission, and that is so important. And, you know, in ministry, this is a hot topic of how do you really work this rest into your lives? And it's something we've been growing in and training in for a long time, honey. But there are resistances and there are hard things about it. Well, the needs of people around us are endless. The cause of the gospel is its everything. I mean, we want to give our all to serve the Lord, of course. And so it can be difficult to remember that we have limitations and to take care of our, our bodies and our souls and our relationships with loved ones. Well, I love Psalm 19, 1, the law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. And mm. that helps me to remember that sabbatical, Sabbath, these are ways that God shows us we need rest, and Jesus modeled it. And yet I want to get into our topic here, sometimes rest isn't restful, because I really experience that. Even though I know I need rest, Sometimes it will enter in, Sabbath will start, and we'll start our resting, and I'm not able to rest. Mm-hmm. So one thing that seems to hit pretty often is like I'm coming up from work, a week of work, and all these things I've been focused on, and now we're in our home, and it's Sabbath, and we're trying to rest, and maybe you're you know reading a book, and I am like just finding myself triggered by all the things I haven't been noticing in the house that need my attention to work. <laughs> yeah. The windows are disgusting. They're so dirty. I need to wash. Oh, the track of that sliding glass door. Oh, look at that. The I need to get out the, the vacuum and vacuum close to the baseboards. There's like a line of dust where the <laughs> vacuum doesn't reach. And I'm like starting to see all things. And then the judge starts coming out. You're mm-hmm. just failing. You're not good. You know, you're just a failure. You're not keeping up with the house. Mm-hmm. You're not. And I start barraging myself with all these criticisms of how I'm failing in my life. Yeah. And you should have gotten laundry done because now you don't, you know, and it's like 
all this kind of stuff of all these things I haven't gotten done. Or if I don't have all this self-judgment and all this frustration with all these things that are undone that are keeping me from resting in, in my Sabbath, then what happens is rest isn't restful because I'm having to put all my energy into keeping boundaries, not to talk to you about all these things from work that we didn't talk about this week that I'm thinking about and I'm preoccupied with. (laughs) Yeah, so it's just a machine gun fire of all these pressures and criticisms and uh, responsibilities and issues that are, are pulling at you to get back to work. Yes, it's not restful. No, it's just just wearing you out and discouraging you and and scattering you. It, it's leaving you uh, flitting about and having trouble settling down. It really is. Yeah, it feels sometimes like, well, gosh, it'd just be easier just to abandon this. Why even try? Mm. You know, just just get busy. Just work. I'll feel better. Yeah, and then that's the amazing thing is that actually in the short term that would probably seem more restful. Would, well, just to get busy. Uh, not restful, but it would feel better. It would. I know it wouldn't be resting, but I would. It would feel like it's more a consolation. I'm, you know, I'm taking care of myself. Maybe it would feel like I'm taking. It's care a false of comfort when we yeah. distract ourselves. It's not. We're not mm-hmm. truly experiencing peace. But there is a certain sort of feeling like things are, are better if we just busy ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or even, I mean, my ego doesn't really like rest. Because my ego likes getting this sense of accomplishment, like, sure. oh, I'm powerful, like I affected this, or I can do this, or, or the feedback that I get, you know, I, it, it feels good. Mm-hmm. And when I'm resting and I'm putting all that aside, it's kind of hard on my ego. And right. I, then I can be tempted to go into shame mm. and feel like, yeah, you're not successful enough, you know, you're, you shouldn't need to rest, you're weak. Mm. So you're feeling bad, you're saying when you rest, you'll get discouraged or feel a certain insignificance or like you're not succeeding mm-hmm. because you're not going on to your email and reading testimonies of people thanking you for things, for instance. Yeah, or more, it's just I'm not getting the hit of I'm good at this or I'm mm. accomplishing big things for God. or it's, it's Yeah, it's not so much the looking for affirmation from people. It's self-affirmation, I think. It's from doing things like counseling people, caring for people, and you know that you're good, you know that you're making a difference, and that boosts you up. It feels meaningful. It feels productive. Mm -hmm. Whereas rest doesn't really feel that way. It feels like I'm wasting time. It feels like I'm being irresponsible. Mm -hmm. It feels like I'm being lazy. Yeah. So I'm sure our listeners are thinking, yeah, so why do it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, then the other thing is sometimes in rest comes all this emotion that I've been pushing down all week that I really don't want to feel. Like uh, what's going on there? Like recognizing that I'm lonely. Because your husband's reading a book? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) You've gone from working to reading a book. I'm still missing you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, or like I'm sad that the kids haven't called Mm -hmm. or that I haven't seen the kids or that I'm sad that it feels like maybe they don't really want to be with me or, you know, something like that. I can start to project into. Or you wish you had a friend to go have tea with or talk to and. You're just decompressing from all the stress of the week and yeah. pressing into intimacy with God, but not feeling that yet. Mm-hmm. That transition is very discombobulating, bringing up these difficult emotions. Yeah. Yeah. So rest doesn't always feel restful. It doesn't always feel good. But as we learn 
to train in these rhythms of rest, Mm -hmm. that's where we're getting the vision to push through all that opposition to rest. Yeah, and what I've been saying in some recent devotionals during this rest series is that the the power of rest, to, to realize the benefits of that, we have to stay with it, like you're saying, in the training. But we also, there's a couple of ingredients that we need that I don't think we're good at accessing in our Christian world today. And the one is solitude, where we really unplug from all the noise, all the responsibilities, all the, the media. And we just we get into a relational space with mm-hmm. God and with loved ones. And so that solitude, it does exactly what you're illustrating, Christy. Mm-hmm. It evokes our emotions and our longings and our unmet needs and our hurts and our stresses and so forth. And then the other thing that we need is a deep soul connection with a friend or a, a mentor, a pastor, a counselor. We need somebody in our life that we can unpack these emotions and struggles we can share that with this person mm-hmm. so that we can then receive empathy and grace mm-hmm. to help us in our time of need. Yeah. And we, we tend to get the idea that we ought to be able to sort of just do that solo with the Lord or with our Bible open and neglect that, well, we also need the support of people in the body of Christ who are journeying with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or sometimes we try to go into those kinds of friendships, but we don't do the solitude work. Yes, And the, the two work together because the solitude really surfaces the, the deeper stuff in our soul, mm-hmm. which we then can share with that soul friend. Right. And journaling can be helpful too, a helpful way to process through mm-hmm. all that muck and get all the those emotions out and, and turn them over to the Lord if you don't have somebody with you to do that with. You know, one of the things that surprised me from our sabbatical, Bill, I remember we came back from our sabbatical and we were leading one of our retreats and people were kind of leaning in around you. So you're, you're sabbatical. Like what, what was your experience? And I remember just being shocked when you said, you know, I think one of the biggest benefits from our sabbaticals, I developed an appetite for rest. And I yeah. remember when you said that thinking, oh, yes, yes. And I mean, for me, that wasn't like such a big big deal because I've had an appetite for rest. But for you, I saw that for you. And it was it was huge. It was a huge change. Yeah, because you. I've lived with an appetite for work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have. Yeah. I, I love to work. You have a high capacity for it. Yeah. Whereas I, I don't have the capacity you have. I don't yes. have my need for rest. Yeah. yeah. So our sabbatical, we just totally unplugged from responsibilities and work and ministry and email and social media and and all of that. But, you know, even in the midst of that, honey, I remember we were doing the Ignatian exercises and there was a point where that wasn't restful anymore because that was becoming a work. And so we set that aside. I remember us setting that aside at that time because we were doing, I think, two or three Ignatian meditations a day. And there there was a day where we we took a break and I think we only did one for a couple of days because it was becoming work. Well, it's so pernicious in such a subtle way that scripture meditation, uh, anything that you might do for your spiritual growth can become something that is a production that becomes measured and starts to become work. And so it's, and that's why in the best sense of, well, why did the Sabbath become so legalistic by the time of Christ? And 
it's because, well, in one sense, we sort of need some guidelines to mm-hmm. help ourselves really rest. But then yeah. they just went you know, crazy on it and turned it all into a, a work, and that's all meaningless. I'm glad you brought that up because misuse so often leads to no use. And yeah. we were talking about this yesterday about how now we live in this, this culture that doesn't really understand sabbatical. So there isn't really the support for it. We were talking about pastors, how the statistic about how many pastors after they take a sabbatical, they leave their church, either because they've developed this appetite for rest and they've realized that what it's been costing them to be at the church isn't sustainable and good for their soul, their relationships, their marriage. They've gotten this new vision of this new way of life and what God intends for them. Or we were talking about the sadness of all the people left behind that didn't go on sabbatical at the church, don't understand it, don't support it. And in order for a pastor to even be able to get a sabbatical, you have to really push for them about how important it is mm-hmm. that the pastor needs this. And the people in the culture and the board and the church don't understand that. So they think, well, if he needs it, he must be burnt out. Mm-hmm. And so then while he's gone on sabbatical, they try to replace him because they think he's burnt out. Yeah, these these things happen sometimes. We've seen both of those sort of extreme reactions, and uh, it's a real concern. The bigger picture is that it's because we don't have a tradition, and uh, we haven't educated people about sabbatical in a lot of our churches. It's it's beginning to become more something that in Bible churches and evangelical Christian churches, there's a, a greater consciousness. I'm really thankful for that. It is such a good thing, but th- there is a little bit of a, like anything when it's when it's new, not, a sabbatical is not new. It goes back to the Old Testament and the mainline churches and uh, Protestants, uh, like in the, the Presbyterian church, have been doing this forever. But in some of the more, uh, like the non-denominational churches and more conservative churches, there hasn't been as much of a tradition of this, That's but now it's coming back. And so it's such a good thing, but we, we can be sort of hasty about it too. Mm-hmm. We really need to, to educate ourselves and our people in what sabbatical is, and we need to sort of ease into this and and work it through. And once you get into a system where it's part of the church culture, that the the pastoral staff understands it, and it's you know every seven years this is how we do it, and and the elders and, and the other church understands it, and they know how to work together, and you begin to get the biblical Sabbath rest understanding built into the church, into the preaching curriculum, into the, the way the staff functions together in terms of how they relate and how they balance their, their workloads and. The way that the the people of the church understand learning that our work actually is meant to come out of a state of rest and that we want to be like that farmer in Jesus' parable who he, he does his work, tills the soil, he plants plants the seed, and he goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're saying that there's some work to do for rest to be restful. Yes. And there's a we need to develop we need the vision and then we need to develop the habits around living and working. Uh, in a state of rest, which is what uh, the easy yoke of Jesus is all about. That's why I, I wrote the book, Your Best Life in Jesus, Easy Yoke, because my history is I, I'm a workaholic. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn how to rest and how to relax and how to rejoice in God's presence. And then after doing that, I learned how to do my work out of that state of rest in the easy yoke. Yeah, it's been a difference. I've seen it. I've seen the difference. That You're a living testimony to this. Even our being able to do this podcast right now is a testimony to that. Yeah, because uh, we've learned uh, a way of doing it that's that's a grace way. And so we um, allow time in our schedule and we 
seek to live the kind of a life where we're having soul talks and open, honest dialogue and praying together about the, the things uh, of life that are personal and spiritual. And then we just share that with our listeners. But it has to come out of our own being at rest and having our relational centers on. And we can't just do it from a producing it because we have to have it. No, my whole week is oriented around this very podcast. My whole rhythm of life starts with Sabbath. Sabbath is the first day of the week. And uh, that's the way the Hebrews understood it. And that's the way Jesus practiced Sabbath. And so I begin my work week out of Sabbath. And so uh, my normal Sabbath is Sunday. And so normally we do our podcast recordings on Monday. And I carry that Sabbath rest, uh, relational engagement with the Lord, that attentiveness to, you know, God, what are you doing? I want to join in. I carry that into Monday. And so I don't go into my email or my administrative work or I don't see appointments uh, with people who need to talk to me. I just stay in the state of rest and I just bring it right into my work week. I usually begin with, uh, like I did this morning, by going for a, a jog with the Lord and uh, prayer time in beauty and in nature. And then I'll carry some scripture meditations into what I'm working. And so hopefully when we come to this podcast, I'm still in that state of, of intimacy with the Lord. And I want to carry that through the whole week. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I get into the dozens of emails that are coming in and all the decisions I need to make and all the stuff on my desk, that's what we're trying to get help with in our ministry with some people that we've, we've hired to get us more in our sweet spot. That's where that really gets tested. Mm-hmm. So it's practicing that rhythm of working out of rest. Right. Well, honey, I think it might be helpful for our listeners to know that we don't do this perfectly, even though we've been intentionally practicing this. So even yesterday, Sabbath morning for us, and we went for a walk together before church, and both of us found ourselves talking about work things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, we were at the beach, and it was so beautiful. And Yeah, and here we were trying to just be in the Lord's creation mm-hmm. and be at rest, but we both started talking about work things, and we caught ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and then we talked about that we were doing that and the temptation of that. Yeah. And, but we still slip into that. Yeah, and because then, we love our work, and we have feelings about our ministry and what we're doing, and so... We'll process those emotions, those mm-hmm. prayer requests, but then it can just subtly, without realizing it, it slips mm-hmm. into trying to figure things out, trying to accomplish yep. things, dreaming about the future, yeah. what we could do in our ministry. It's all good, but it's not Sabbath rest. And then we went to church, <laughs> and there's temptation to work there because we're in relationship with the pastors and the people there that we love and we care about, and that's our work. And so there again, needing to be intentional and even watch and pray before we go to church that we're preparing ourselves to really engage with God and worship Him and be there to be open and receptive to hear the Lord for us personally and receive in that way. And so we still have to be really intentional about this. There's still some work in it in order for us to rest. And then you know, we're with family and that triggers up some emotions. So then afterwards, we, we share our emotions about that. We check in with each other process that together in a way there's a work in it but it actually it's fruitful because it helps us to be able then to get back oriented and resting again yeah well it's it's complex and tricky there's a lot of things about sabbath sabbath day that are not restful as we're saying and that feel like work sometimes uh dealing with a conflict with a family member mm-hmm. feels like work. Mm-hmm. And so do we just not deal with that on the Sabbath day? Well, no, that wouldn't be loving. <laughs> no. So, you know, we're in church, we connect with a pastor. Well, I mean, that. well, that's our work. Well, but loving your neighbor trumps everything. Yeah. So, of course, we're going to do that. But 
somewhere we you know we want to have a, a limit in that that we don't go full on into a work mode. Yeah. So there's there's subtleties there that we need to to sort through. And you know Jesus is the master. He shows us how to do it. I mean, he heals people on the Sabbath. That doesn't mean he's not keeping Sabbath rest. Right. I mean, you look at the great example in Mark chapter one, verse twenty nine, and Jesus uh, goes to the synagogue on a Sabbath day. He's in community. They're in uh, the scripture readings and so forth, and in prayer and uh, worshiping God. And then then he he goes right to the home of Simon and Andrew, where their mother in law is sick. On the one side, you see you can see Jesus's appetite for rest, mm-hmm. and he's receiving the ministry of hospitality, mm-hmm. and he's going to have a good meal, and he's going to relax, and it's going to be quiet, and he's not setting up a tent to do a bunch of healings. Uh, he's not going out on a, a big crusade to preach a bunch of sermons. He's going with his friends uh, in their home and, and closing the door to rest, to relax, probably to take a nap. Uh, well, it happens that uh, mom is sick. And so Jesus heals her because mm-hmm. he loves his neighbor. Yeah. And it's not like he's getting all worked up to do this. It's just doing the compassionate thing. Yeah. And then he's resting and relaxing. And then at the end of the day, people are lining up. Now the Sabbath is over and he heals a bunch of people. And so it's a great example of Jesus' work comes out of rest, but it's not this legalistic thing right. that's like perfectly measured to not do anything that might be stressful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah. So. When rest doesn't feel restful, that's what we've been talking about, and this is the last in our rest series of podcasts. We're so appreciate each of you that have been tuning in with us, and just pray that it's been a blessing for you. And I want to close with a prayer. This comes from a prayer that I prayed for you last night, Christy, when we were sharing and having a soul talk about some stuff that wasn't restful for you, yeah. and you were really uh, being so courageous and vulnerable with me about some hurt that you were feeling and mm-hmm. wrestling through some feelings of shame and so yeah. forth. And so, um, Lord, I just lift up uh, to you now each of my friends that are listening, each man, each woman. Oh, God, would you just help them? I just want to take them, if I could, put my hands together on their cheeks and just help them look now right into the face of Jesus. And if we could just look into those eyes, like looking into a pool of water that's calm, just see your eyes of love, Lord Jesus Christ, looking on each of us now. And there in those eyes to keep looking until we would see a reflection, like looking into a mirror now, Reflecting back to us, like on this clear pool of water, what reflects back to us is how you see each of us. And if we could see your smile, if we could feel the warmth coming from your face, the flood of light and love that says, you are my beloved son, my precious daughter, and in you I am well pleased This is what God said to Jesus, and Jesus says to each of us, thank you, Lord, for your great love. We can rest in your presence when we look into your eyes like this, and your grace heals our shame, removes our fear, and sets us truly into a place of peace, a wide open and beautiful space. It's called the kingdom of God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
When Christy and I were given a sabbatical a couple of years ago, we had resistance we had to overcome. We've seen this also in pastors and ministry leaders who have sought our help for sabbatical planning and counseling. Out of our experience, we created a sabbatical guide for pastors. We thank God that in just over one year, it has been used by over 10,000 people. We're really excited about this resource. We've updated it and turned it into a booklet that you can give to a pastor who needs a season of rest and renewal. You can order this sabbatical guide on soulshepherding.org. 